0: Welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where we eat asparagus and you tell us our pee smells funny.
1: No, Hallie, that's that's a side hustle thing. That's not what this is a different podcast. This is No Idea. Uh-oh. The one, you know, the the intro we've been using over and over. It's that one. Not the asparagus thing.
0: Are you sure? Yeah, I'm
1: positive. Like we'll do these berries later, but
0: okay. Yeah, okay. okay go ahead. Yeah, that go sounds ahead. good. Okay. 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 3 2 Welcome back to No Idea, the podcast where you have no idea what we're going to talk about and we have no idea how it's going to go.
1: Yes, exactly. That's right. Up top. Woo! Okay, so I'm so excited. We have been recording podcasts for almost, how many months has it been since September? September, October, November, December, January, January February. February. That's six, six months. months. <sighs> oh, Happy 6 Happy six-month anniversary. <laughs> Also, another exciting thing is that we have our first ever returning guest with us. That's right. He's been on here. This is his second episode, people. So welcome back, Joe Fabio Schmo Markham.
0: Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Joe.
1: Just kidding about the Schmo, but it actually is Fabio. Just want to say that again, because I remember, you know, on November 4th when we filmed our last one, right? We said that. So say hello. Say hello.
2: Hi. <laughs> there he is. Hey.
1: Um, we're so glad you're back. Mm-hmm. Welcome. We're in a different setting today, but guess what? What? Even better, because there's no echo this time. Really? Up top. And um Where's the down low. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> too uh, too slow. slow. Oh, you suck. Okay, <laughs> so we have some icebreaker questions for you, but okay. he doesn't know these icebreaker questions, yeah. just like last time. I think... We told him one of the icebreaker questions last time, but we not all three. Did, yes. But... And then he told that story about Kenya, yada, 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 yeah, yada yeah, and yeah, creeping yeah, out yeah. some guy that he mm-hmm. knew. Yep. Good times. I but remember. I remember it's clear as day. The nightmare still haunt me. <laughs> but um, how did you okay. know? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring up the painful memory. Okay, here we go. We're all three going to answer these icebreaker questions okay. this time. Yes. So everyone buckle up. Here we go. First one. If ketchup wasn't available, what would you dip your fries in? Honey mustard. (gasps) I said the same thing. Honey mustard. Oh, my God. No. I would pick mayonnaise.
2: Oh. Mayonnaise goes on bread for sandwiches.
1: (laughs) Also on fries. Mm. Okay, Mm. why honey mustard? Because
0: it's easily superior to mayonnaise. Yeah. Because? And it's sweet.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm.
2: And you mix honey mustard with mayonnaise. Eating mayonnaise by itself with fries is not as good as (laughs) as eating mayonnaise by itself. And you add some honey in it. Oh, honey mustard. (laughs)
1: Honestly, if ketchup was available, I would just mix mayonnaise and ketchup. But since there's no ketchup, I would just use mayonnaise. That's my
2: theory. You would mix ketchup and mayonnaise?
1: Yeah, fancy sauce. Is that what you call it? Yeah. Fancy sauce? Don't act like I'm the weird one here. Question number two. <laughs> if you were a food, what food would you be?
2: Uh, mac and cheese, the Velveeta kind.
1: Oh my gosh, he literally did not even have to think about it. <laughs> you, how long have have you...
2: <laughs>
1: How long have you known that you were Velveeta mac and cheese.
2: Ever since I was the day I was born. <laughs> yep.
1: You popped out of the womb, you said, Hello, world, my yeah. name is Velveeta. <laughs> yep,
2: that's what it was, until mm. I had to legally change my name to Joe.
1: <laughs> Actually... To all our audience out there, I think that Velveeta cheese tastes like sweaty gym socks. No,
2: could you?
0: No, you're just wrong. But you're you're like, the one Am. who dips your you, fries in mayonnaise. Yeah, no. and,
2: and you say that cheese dip is very different when you eat it with, like, the tortilla chips, cheese it dip. It is, yeah. No, it's not. It's like the same consistency. It's just melted differently.
1: Sure. Okay, listen. Back to Velveeta. I feel very attacked right now, but... <laughs> The thing is, I want to like Velveeta. It's not like I was after Velveeta, or I just said I have to just hate a cheese brand. I want to like it, but every time I try it, I get so excited about eating whatever it is that has that Velveeta cheese, and then I get so disappointed every time because it just tastes funky. It's okay, your taste buds can okay. be wrong. Thank
2: you. You know when so you say much. I'm after when I'm after Velveeta, I almost thought you're after someone named Velveeta. <laughs>
1: I'm after Velveeta. I'm after Velveeta. <laughs> I'm coming for you. <laughs> okay, Allie, what food would you be?
0: Okay, this this is a funny story because Jenny and I were talking about this prior to filming the episode. And I was like, hold on, Jenny, before you tell me what food you think I would be, let me see if I can think of what I would be. And mm-hmm. I came to the decision that I would be Boneless Wings because everyone loves Boneless Wings. And everyone like-
1: loves me. <laughs>
0: Not, not like, in a weird prideful way, but, like, I feel like I'm just a lovable person. You are. See? Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for supporting me. And, like, with boneless wings, they can be super versatile. So, like, Mm. I could be buffalo sauce one day if Mm -hmm. I'm feeling spicy. Mm -hmm. I could be barbecue if I'm feeling tangy. Like, I (laughs) could be, like... I don't even know. I could be anything I want to be. So well, I if, if <laughs> don't bound. want to be
2: anything. You can just you be, be plain. That's yourself.
1: exactly what she said. I'm not even. As we were talking about this earlier, she goes, "And if I just want to be plain one day, I can." Wow. It's like you guys discussed this without me. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well. All right. We'll find out later. Anyway.
0: And then Jenny said I would be asparagus. Yeah,
1: I was. I just looked at her and I said Archibald from VeggieTales. and then I was like asparagus. So that's my conclusion for me. Ah oh, crap, I have to choose between two because you said for me that I would be avocado. and I was honored. Thank you so much. You're so um honored. but I said I would be tater tots because I just add to whatever goodness there already is in a situation. Oh, that's so beautiful. So, but Jenny,
0: what if you are the goodness and that's why you're avocado?
1: Thank you! <laughs> could too maybe i'll just be both avocado tater Chats. i'm sorry okay no, moving on we're gonna introduce our topic for today how about that yes oh wait no our last icebreaker question yes i can't forget the most important one mm-hmm. all right <sighs> can i get a drum roll please
0: hold
1: on i can't that was really, was really lame. Sad. <laughs> that was really lame can you do it again please both yeah. hands also joe can you just give it a go that's better. Thank you so much. I'm From sorry, the musician at the, the table. I'm just kidding. Actually, Allie's a musician here. Anyway, thank you. If a tree falls in the forest with no one around, does it make a noise? It does. How do you know?
2: Because it's scientifically proven that the weight of the tree to the weight of the ground will make a noise by mm-hmm. the clump.
1: But no one's there. To prove it.
2: Yeah, but what about somebody who actually been somewhere where tree has fallen to the ground? Because one, if tree falls to the ground, there is.
1: How do you know it's not just making the noise for the person?
2: I think you're being too complex here.
1: No, 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 Allie, what do you think?
0: Okay, I'm about to shatter everyone's argument.
1: Mm. Are
0: we ready? Okay, so right, you're walking in the woods. Mm -hmm. The tree falls. It makes a noise. Mm -hmm. That seems pretty logical. Ready? tree falls in the forest but you're not there to witness it but someone dropped a tape recorder and it's still recording guess what the recorder picks up the noise because guess what a tree makes a noise regardless if anyone's there or not
1: okay well that's not so the recorder
0: yet. would okay well Jennifer, I under- let's go to the forest listen we'll i understand
1: drop- where you're going with this that's genius you just haven't done it yet so exactly. get back to me once you know yes. my theory is it doesn't make a noise it's completely silent. Okay. <laughs> and with that, that's we false, will but... introduce... All right. Thank you, guys, for <laughs> ganging up on me and every question that we just had. <laughs> I would
2: threes. just like
1: to
0: announce that Jenny is the one who picked these questions. Yep. You're
1: right, me. because I'm right about every single one of them. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> just kidding. You know what? I'm going to sit at the lowest place of the table and say you guys are right, because that's what we're talking about today. Oof. Good segue. Oof. Yep. Thank you. Um, servant leadership is our topic. And we specifically picked this topic because we were like, yeah, we want to interview Joe again, right? And I said, okay, what would Joe like to talk about? And I was like, hmm, maybe he would like to talk about servant leadership because I've heard you talk about it several times. Joseph Fabio Markham. That's right. It's Joseph,
2: everyone, not just Schmo.
1: Um, what is your current position right now? For work? Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, yeah. I am a kitchen supervisor.
1: And you oversee a team of about 16 people, correct?
2: That's correct.
1: Wow. No. When did you take this position?
2: Uh, May of 2019.
1: Wow. And so you've been working there for how many months?
2: Okay. Uh, I would say see, May, June, July, August, September, October, November, December, January, February. Do we count February? Or do we yeah, count- we count February. Oh, nine months. Nine months. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, and so what is your idea of being a servant leader?
2: Well, I immediately think about um basically giving and expensing myself for the need of others mm-hmm. to help accomplish um maybe a task or help accomplish maybe a, you know any obstacle someone faces um as a as a supervisor um who oversees you know 16, 15 or sixteen people of a team. It's 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 important that I um just invest in my team and help them rather than just kinda just demand and expect results. Uh because one of the biggest things that I that I cherish and treasure is working alongside of them mm-hmm. and aiding their needs the best possible. Um, for example, you know, as a kitchen we need to make sure that things are clean, things are ready for for the next day for the next step. And so and rather everyone than
1: everyone who eats there really everyone appreciates there. that, so thank yes. you. <laughs>
2: so rather than me just Letting them do it all by themselves, um, being a servant leader is, is basically working alongside of them and making it known that, like, I'm just not this person who is in charge all the time with, who doesn't want to help, but rather than somebody who is willing to help and, and serve and, love and come alongside of them to help mm-hmm. aid them, even in the position that mm-hmm. I'm technically the supervisor.
0: Mm-hmm. That's good. So would you say that a part of being a good um, uh, servant leader would be to invest in relationships with your crew and just the people that you are leading?
2: Yeah, I I find that it's important to invest in relationships um, because as a leader, um, you have that authority and it's very important that uh, how you carry yourself in the organization that you may work in um, because what matters to most is the people Mm -hmm. and their environment they are put in. Mm -hmm. And so if, if I'm seen as a, a manager or supervisor as somebody who doesn't invest and just rather just kind of expect people to work and without any investment, there's nothing personal and there's no there's no inner relationship and it just doesn't become sincere. It's like almost in a sense of uh the position I have is just a tool that I, I want to use mm-hmm. to expect people to listen to me. Mm-hmm. Um but relationship is very important because it, it, it builds trust and grows a lot of integrity and community um, for a lot of different reasons so
1: mm-hmm. and also I bet that it just increases motivation so much mm-hmm. to work in a place where relationship is valued mm-hmm. and it's not just about getting a job done yeah. Yeah. because yeah. if it was that if that was the mm-hmm. main goal mm-hmm. um, it wouldn't matter how it gets done and people would just come in do a job maybe right. not even well and yeah. then just leave
2: yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I one of the biggest influences that I pulled from is it's from um Jesus Christ. Uh because Oh my gosh,
1: I know him. <laughs> I know him. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yeah, so I think about Jesus and that he kinda like he laid down his he laid aside his majesty um to come to the earth to show his love for us mm-hmm. as a result to display his attributes of a servant leadership. Um you know, there's no doubt that Jesus was a great leader. Um, but, you know, in result, he showed the greatest servanthood of all, not just by sacrificing himself for the cross, but also serving others such as miracles, such as giving Mm -hmm. such a, just, you know, any way to, to, to give the, give himself to others. And, um, and like in John chapter 15, uh, I think it's in verse, uh, 12, it says that, um, to love one another is as I've loved you, and that's what Jesus is telling his disciples. And he said that greater love has no—there's uh, no greater love to lay down his own life for his friends. Mm. And so I look at servant leadership as part of a family rather than just mm. as a position um, that I think I'm higher than others because um, mm. that's just—that's that, selfish if you if you think that. And so mm. and if you live in that mentality, um, that does not show any attributes of Christ and just— Christ could have came and gave himself and called it a day, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. it's just christ Christ's legacy is all about the servanthood to the cross, you mm-hmm. know it's not just him going to the cross and saying he died for us i mean in that in itself is that servanthood, but if you look in throughout the scripture in the gospel of christ it's it's a legacy and a build up to everything he's done to the mm-hmm. cross so
1: and it also like we look at. When Jesus was healing people mm-hmm. and doing ministry, it was never just about providing for the physical needs of people, although that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. It was always to lead them into relationship with him. Yeah. And so we can always learn from that in any place that we work or serve. Yeah. But, it's Joe, funny. specifically, what have you learned about servant leadership from the season you're in that you didn't know before? Yeah.
2: Being a servant leader takes a lot of work. Um because it can be exhausting, and um because I want to be able to serve as much as I can, but also there is a there is a point you know where you have to take the position as a leader you know as a supervisor, and so just knowing the balance of just being careful not to overstep mm-hmm. the your own integrity and your own boundaries for people, you know there's there i make there's plenty of mistakes where i Whereas as as somebody who wants to display servant leadership, it's just so easy to just kind of take that step back and and have that authority kind of take control. And I've seen it damage the team a little bit, you know, in in times of maybe there's a time crunch of getting things done and I'm just, I feel exhausted so I kind of make excuses for myself and I know that my team could use my help or actually needs my help, you know. And so just keeping that that motivation um, and that willingness to serve others um, and not, not to promote my servanthood as something to be seen or great, because to be honest with you, isn't, I'm not self-promoting this in my in my own way. But so many people always tell me, "Joe, you're you're a great leader. You know, you 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 you're great at expensing yourself." I get that a lot. So just being careful of just not taking that into pride, um, but also just being humble. And again, mm-hmm. another attribute and characteristics of Christ when He came mm-hmm. to the cross. You know, um, there's a lot of times where Christ could have exalted Himself. You mm-hmm. know. Uh, of him, of of his of of his servanthood, but, but Christ continued to humble himself. So that's a reminder, and it's been hard. It can be hard sometimes mm-hmm. to just like to step in that position and cre- and have the flesh and have selfishness take control, mm-hmm. and it just results in pride. And that's that's one of the biggest things, and it's and it's a continuing work that I'm doing. And um, some days are easier, some days are harder. Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, working five days a week can be exhausting, but the love of my team that I have, the the, the love that I have for my team and. Wanting to serve them in the season they're at, you know, I look back because I've been through the same season they were in mm-hmm. and I wanted someone to invest in me and not all the time I had that. So I want to be able to give that to people. Mm-hmm.
1: So. And also just about the humility of Jesus. I was even talking to you earlier mm-hmm. today, very passionately about how, <laughs> how Jesus is he's the son of God mm-hmm. and he allowed himself to be brought to earth You know, if you haven't seen or noticed, it's a little dirty down here on Earth. And he chose to be born as a newborn, an infant, and he had to learn how to tie his sandals, learn to well, I was gonna say brush his teeth. I don't know if they had a toothbrush back then, but you know what I mean. Have personal hygiene, like learn how to write and read. Like he's God. He knows, and so that's just crazy humility that we can learn from.
0: Um, I've been learning a lot about uh, the humility and love of Christ. And it's something that I've been really passionate about. And um, something I really feel like the Lord has been revealing to me a lot is just the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. And while I'm very passionate about his kingdom.
1: It's true. I mean, Allie has come up to me several times during this week and last week and be like, the kingdom!
0: (laughs) (laughs) I get so passionate about it, which is great. And I feel like the Lord has been sharing with me that um our passion has to be driven through humility and love. And um something that Jenny and I were talking about um as we were just kind of planning through this episode, um this is a verse that came to mind for me and it's Mark 10:43 to 45. And it says, But it shall not be so among you, but whoever would be great among you must be your servant, and whoever would be first among you must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So I just really feel like the Lord has been highlighting that whole theme of humility and love and how real leadership is actually leading people in humility and love. And actually, like you've been saying, just counting yourself as a servant to others and investing in relationships and um, just really loving other people before you would even think about yourself or like what that means for you. And so I would say that, like you have said, Joe, that real leadership is actually being a servant. Mm -hmm. And just that intentionality with love and humility. And that's a very powerful thing. And like, I've been also studying the Beatitudes in Matthew, and I just Mm -hmm. want to read those really quick. Um, And this is when Jesus is just kind of just describing how um, these types of people are blessed. And it says, blessed are the poor in spirit, um, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful. Blessed are the pure in heart. And blessed are the peacemakers. And he just keeps highlighting these different characteristics of people. And I feel like in society, when we when we think of leadership, we think of the people who talk the loudest. Or we think mm-hmm. of people who... Um, have the light shining on them. Yeah, exactly. And they necessarily don't have good characteristics, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Not like the, dodging all the famous just, people. Yes, but. Just
1: because they're on stage does not mean they have good characteristics or that they're a good leader. just means yeah. they're in front.
0: Yeah, exactly. And so um, just realizing that Jesus, when he says these kinds of people are blessed, it's actually what the world would consider to be the weak things. Oof that Jesus counts as the things that have power Mm. and like even Paul says that his power the Lord's power is made perfect in our weakness and so I think that servant leadership is just such a beautiful way of um describing the kingdom of God because it's totally contrary to what the world would consider what real leadership is Mm
2: -hmm. yes great Allie yeah I I agree with you and um and just like talking about the power we have, I mean, there's just different, different approaches we can do with that. And um, as a leader, you know, you are we are put in a position of power. We are put put in a position of authority. Uh, but it's really important that we um, have a humbleness and a humility with it, with 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 recognizing our authority. Uh, because there's so many different organizations. There's so many different, you know. Um, work environments. Um, you know, we there's these things that, you know, called power distance and and in that power distance you have different tiers of just different authority. And um, you know, I have people in authority under me that look to, you know, other people in that in that situation. So, you know, I'm the supervisor, I may have somebody that I trust to be to be on hands more rather you know, rather than somebody else. And so just balancing that that power of distance and just making sure that there's an open communication and open and openness with with that creates the trust, creates the integrity, create, cr- creates an environment to serve others, to give others, to expense yourself as Christ did, mm-hmm. and um, you know, think about Jesus as he came to Earth, and you know, as um, as a baby, and you know, we don't, and it kind of just goes from that into his teachings in 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 the synagogue and kind of advanced right when he's an adult, but. You know, growing up, I'm sure Jesus had a lot of knowledge. He did. He had mm-hmm. everything he knew about the Father. You know, everyone's seen him as, you know, this great leader. You know, growing up in a in a household with his family, he's the only person that was perfect.
1: Well, wow. Imagine being his sibling. Yeah. Rough mm-hmm. times. Yeah. And so Beautiful.
2: Jesus had, he could have, he had every, he had the power at his fingertips, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, he could have created a throne on Earth. He could Mm -hmm. have created, you know, an empire uh, to control whatever he wants, but he didn't. He included people, you know, and, you know, we don't have much of his early life, but I'm sure, you know, there's a lot of humbleness for that. And, you know, I don't know. I can't imagine Jenny was talking about the the family, you know, being, being aware, you know, as you just see Jesus in his, in his leadership, he always included, you know, his disciples. Mm -hmm. And so anyway, so just bringing that back, you know, as, as, as a position, I would say, quote unquote power, I don't like to think as it, I'm in a power position. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's quite true. And so, um, and just including people, um, and just keeping it open and healthy communication with that, uh, because I don't want people seeing me in a sense of power as coming kind of like a dictator or somebody who's always controlling. And um, just before I end, kind of what um, this whole this whole idea of servant leadership is 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 there's a quote by um, John John Stott, and just before I kind of give you that quote, it's just when we think about. The servant style, the style of Jesus. Um, We need, we need to follow this example. And John puts it this way: He says, "The authority by which the Christian leader lead is not power, but love." So that example of Jesus, not force, but example. That example, that that Jesus set the example. Not correction, but reason, but reason persuade, but not correction, but reason persuasion. Leaders have power. The power is safe only in the hands of those who humble themselves to serve. Mm. And so, and so, what just pretty much what that looks like is, um, as as somebody in power, as someone who is in authority, um, it's about loving, it's about caring, it's about, it's about giving, and just creating an environment of peace and and growth. And Mm -hmm. so, that's what Jesus did. Um, And to be honest with you, if Jesus did not live a life of servanthood. But he just went to the cross, mm-hmm. you know? I feel like for me that would be a wasted opportunity for Jesus to do because throughout the whole entire New Testament and especially the, the gospels, um, that's who, what we need to model after. Mm-hmm. And um to model after the servanthood and likeness of Jesus.
1: Mm-hmm. So Yeah. And just to wrap this all up, like W W J D, if you will. I'm so sorry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> in case you don't know, what would Jesus do?
1: If you don't know this you Jesus guys remember Christ, remember the
2: bracelets, the black, the red, and blue ones? Oh,
1: I like that one that's like, he would love first. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? It's good stuff. Anyway, um, that's what
0: that one means. Yes,
1: exactly. Um, wow. We just want to say, if you don't know this Jesus Christ, look him mm-hmm. up. He's in that good book, the B I B L E. Yes, that's the book for me That's the one oh,
2: for you? No, so that's
1: not it, Joe. That's the book for me.
2: That's the I mean, it's for you too, you know? Yeah, okay. I mean, You're right.
1: You're right. Okay. Here we go. If you are focused on your position or the amount of followers you have or the money that your position will provide in any type of leadership that you're in on this earth, you will never be satisfied. Am I right? Like in life, if we live for anything other than the Lord, we will never have that full satisfaction that he can give us. And, um, I think that that will only come if we are serving God first. And no matter what position on this earth that you have in your entire life, if you are president of the United States or you wash dishes or you um, take out garbage or you are assistant to the president of the United States, whatever you are, anything important or not important according to the world, you know, (laughs) Um, it's ultimately the fact that we are all just accountable to God first. We will always have someone who's over us and always have someone who is under us. But we are all accountable to God. And at the end of our lives, we will give an account for what we did. And so, as we've been mentioning the common theme of humility, it just brought to mind Luke 14. 14. Not just four. Not just teen. 14. Verse 7. And it says the parable of the wedding feast that Jesus told. And he said, now he told a parable to those who were invited when he noticed that they chose the places of honor, saying to them, When you are invited by someone to a wedding feast, do not sit down in a place of honor, lest someone more distinguished than you be invited by him. And he who invited you both will come and say to you, Give your place to this person, and then you will begin with shame and take the lowest place. Ooh, boom, roasted. Um, and then he said, But when you are invited, go and sit in the lowest place. So that when your host comes, he may say to you, friend, move up higher. Then you will be honored in the presence of all who sit at the table with you. For whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So I have loved this conversation, guys. Thank you so much, Joe, for being on this podcast once again, the second time. Yes, it has been quite a rush. (laughs) Performing live gives me such such a a rush. rush. (laughs) Um, But... This has been No Idea Podcast talking about servant leadership. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We hope that this really helped you and that you take into account whatever position you are working in, that it's ultimately for the Lord and you can do it with grace and humility as he enables you. So Mm -hmm. thank you so much for listening to us. We'll be back soon. Don't you worry. Signing off, Allie, Jenny, and Joe. See you around.